Hi, I'm Matthew Robertson. Welcome to Momentum Men, a podcast dedicated to exploring and promoting men's mental well-being. Having been personally affected by this subject and shocked by the statistics around it, I wanted to explore and try and dismantle the stigma attached to men's mental well-being. We will be featuring a diverse array of inspiring guests from around the globe. They will be sharing their personal experiences, advice and perspectives on the subject. I really hope you find these podcasts as insightful and empowering as I have creating them. Bobby Bolton. (laughs) He's an amazing, amazing man with a great, great story. On the surface, Bobby had a dream life, but a series of events brought his life to a soul-crushing standstill. Lost and desperate to find meaning again, a purpose beyond just working in the mundane, Bobby made a massive decision to completely change his life and chase his dream to see the world. He now proudly calls himself a global nomad, traveling the world in a self-built overland truck with his best mate and trusty dog, Red. This is such an inspirational story I feel we can all relate to. So let's see how Bobby is getting on on his overland journey around the world. Bobby Bolton. The man, the legend, the wild man of of Europe at the moment, but heading heading further <laughs> further further south. But wow, south, yeah. Well, oh, mate, look, honestly, you're kicking my ass already. Look at the background. I mean, honestly, <laughs> this was a lot of effort. Yeah, and uh, I thought, oh, I'll give myself plenty of time. I'll arrive, you know, twenty minutes early. Then I couldn't find a signal. Then I couldn't find somewhere to park. Then I was like, oh, I'll get my headphones have lost in the the TARDIS of the truck. They're gone. So, but, you know, it's worth it in the end. The the backdrop is pretty stunning. It's a really quiet part of the world. So, and you're now currently in France, right? Yeah. I mean, don't, don't ask me where I am. (laughs) Yeah. I've honestly no idea. I've, I was in the the Verdun, uh, going to the Gorge de Verdun. uh, And now I've sort of, Headed north towards the Southern Alps. That's where I'm heading, so. Oh, mate. Ah, fantastic. Well, before we get too deep into where you are and what you're up to, um, the first reason I got in touch is, you know, like most things or a lot of people communicate now, I was buzzing around on Instagram and I just thought, oh, hang on a minute, that looks like an interesting truck. Oh, hang on a minute, he's a bit of a dude. Well, hang on a minute, what the hell's he up to? He's got the dog, he's got the truck. (laughs) Right, let's have a look at this. Dug a bit deeper. And um, and suddenly there's this amazing story. And um, as you know, you know I'm I'm working with men's mental well-being across the board with Momentum Men. And and I think what I really sort of initially sort of looked at was sort of generally somebody that's doing something like yourself, you know, like an amazing adventure or a trip or whether it's a sale or whatever. There's generally some sort of antagonist. You know, there's been a reasoning for it or it's just, you know, I've had enough of everything or for some reason you've decided to take this route. So, you know, obviously we had a little chat and then it dug a little bit deep or scratched the surface, should I say. And um, immediately sort of my radar was like, oh, you know, I like this. This is, you know, this is a good guy. I I need to find out more. (laughs) So I didn't want to ask too much either. So um, I wanted to leave it for this. So (laughs) firstly, thank you so much for coming on board. Bobby Bolton, um, good thing. So just, uh, you know, for the people that don't know who you are yet, um, you know, you are taking off around the world. Um, your uh, Instagram is One Life Truck It. So check that out, everyone. Um, so you are 
start, well, starting from the UK, heading to Australia ultimately, how did all this come about? Oh, gosh. Well, that's a big first question. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hope we've got, hope we got enough battery and uh, enough memory for everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. And I, I promise none of this was planned. Like, you know, th- there was no, okay, you know, here's a starter and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to gain a load of followers and do this and do... You know, it all kind of naturally played out, really, um, as part of a story. You know, even to today that I'm sure we'll touch upon at some point, you know, we're at a bit of an, another junction, quite a serious junction, and it's. I, I keep saying, let's let's see where the story goes, and that's that's the beauty of it. But you know, where it started, um, I guess. Well, if we snap back like two years ago, I was in a happy relationship. I've been with the girl for eleven years. Um, we were engaged. We actually got engaged at the bottom of Lac de Saint Croix, <laughs> the gorges de Verdun. So. Um, yeah, a bit of full circle going back there. But um, yeah, so it was all happy. We had, a, we had a place together. We had a dog. I had a little business that I'd started. We moved down to near London. Um, and then one day, and I can remember it honestly like it was yesterday, and it's almost a bit cliche because we were, we were away in a camper van. Um, I think we were in the Peak District somewhere, and I pulled, managed to f- follow my nose and find this beautiful spot, no one around, pulled up by the side of the lake, and I was like, yes, this is us for the evening. We can open the door. And literally, just at the turn, and then like turned to look at the view and past her, she just turned to me and broke down in tears and said, oh my God, I think, I think we're, falling, like, we're falling out of love. I think we're growing apart. And, and that was it. So it took me really, really by surprise because we were both really busy people, but I always assumed that the love was unwavering really um and yeah okay we've not been loving but you know i, I, I trusted in, in, in us sort of thing but obviously clearly not and um a couple of months later after you know trying to make it work and then me moving out slightly and coming back in and yeah i just called it one day and said well this is this is not working so um it then took about i'd say about a year of am i going to get back with her what do I need to do? Do I love my job? Where am I? What's the, what's going on with my life? Uh, to one day I stood with my sister drinking on the side of a piece, uh, in Apreski and, um, and an old Land Rover came past and it had like all adventure markings up and a cool couple came out and I was like, ah, oh, do you know what? That is what I need. I just need to wipe the slate clean. I just need to go and find myself. I need a big trip and an old Land Rovers I love. And anyway, uh, a few pints later and uh, I suddenly declared out of nowhere I, do you know what Mongolia is not far enough Australia is where I'm going and then I, I didn't even know it was possible honestly like not a clue and I you know I, I didn't know there was a route and I literally zoomed out on my phone and went yeah 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 it's Australia let's do it and um, yeah that was it everyone sort of laughed at me and went oh shut up you know you junk and you know woke up the next day thinking ah oh, that's, that's it you know it's never going to happen and um, yeah here we are now on route <laughs> it's, it's all a bit it's come really quickly you know it took a while from the heartbreak to realize what i wanted to do and then from that moment to now is so quick it's it's crazy how quick your life can change once you you know really bite it and get on with it and throw everything at it so so it's interesting as well because i think you'd had some um tricky times with business too hadn't you and i think that it yeah. was almost like the perfect storm the two came together and and suddenly you know do you think that's what occurred because i was reading the other day that one of the biggest struggles or for men especially is relationships you know when a relationship breaks down whether that's marriage engaged girlfriend boy whatever it happens to be is 
it, it's, it's very, it can really take you to base level, can't it? And I think if you, sounds like, um, well, I'll let you speak a little bit about the business as well. Having that pressure on top as well, it's just like, oh. Yeah. And that, I think that was the hardest part is we, just like anything I do, I throw myself 110% at it. And, you know, we started with a little construction business that grew. So it just, I had a really good job. I came out of university, got a good job, went through the graduate scheme. And then after, when I was only 25, I thought, you know what? This is, yeah, great money. It's really safe, but I'm just not fulfilled. So in one of those other big life moments, I thought, go, let's go on my own. So I started my own little business, just just doing like house extensions. that I ne- I'd never built anything before, but I thought, you know what? It can't be that hard. Let's get on with it. And then that grew and grew and grew. So we employed like, I think there was about 19 of us in total at one point, but we had like at one point 42 people working for me and my business partner and <laughs> It was big and we kept investing and doing all that. And then it, it was at the point in time that the market started shifting where we had material price increases and uh, all this started kicking off. Then the market started flattening. So that's where first I first started feeling the pressure for the first time in about four years in the business. And then just as that started, that's then when my, my fiance then said, look, we're growing apart. And then because of that, I... I think there's always three things in your life. There's like your your personal life, like your relationship, your work, and then your, your extracurricular sort of thing. And for me, that was rugby. And my work started putting a lot of pressure on and started falling apart a little bit, which was compounded by the fact that my relationship was falling, had fallen by the wayside. And then I'd fallen out with love of that. And then because my head wasn't straight, I then wasn't playing rugby, which was my release mm. and, you know, my social piece. So suddenly wherever I looked in my life at one point was was all falling to bits um, and the, the hardest the best and worst thing I did was because I made the decision like yeah this relationship's over I need to get out here pronto just for my own sort of sanity um, I, bought, I bought a caravan just a touring caravan and we bought a piece of land half an hour away like an old plot of land with a farm buildings on and I put the caravan there and I, at the time in summer it was fantastic I had like a little paddling pool it was really nice really warm oh it's beautiful but then come, some, come winter, I didn't have running water. I didn't have heating. Didn't really have electric without having a generator running. So no rugby. Work was a bit rubbish. Relationship was bugged. And where I was living was a bit naff. Um, but I, 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 remember, I remember, again, there's a few like key moments in the last like couple of years that I remember. And I can remember like being pretty distraught and having a conversation with my mum at the time and just saying, do you know what, mum? I know that this too shall end. I know this will time will pass in my life. No matter what happens after i know it will end and i'm really glad for this moment because up till then it all it all it had all been a bit safe all been a bit comfortable all been a bit good um and i I said to her like look i'm looking forward to knowing the guy the version of myself after this when i when i come out of it because he's going to be so much happier so much more content so much more fulfilled you know and like looking back now to who, who i am now he's like yeah, I'm so glad I went through the experience. So. You know, and I think what you went through is what a huge amount of people go through. You know, um, yeah, sure. tricky relationships, business-wise, money, to, you know, money, all these things. And when all these things just get to tipping point, it's like where a lot of people start to break down. Um, I think mentally, physically, you know, and the things that really bring you joy suddenly are not the priority because you're just trying to keep your head above the water right uh, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. I've got but, a- but also the, the the thing the thing for me is if 
if somebody's watching this, for example, and, and people do message me and reach out to me on Instagram or, or wherever and say, oh, I'm in the same part of my life. And I say to them, you know, I'm not trying to be facetious here. I'm trying, and what I say to them is, congratulations. You don't realize it, but you're in the biggest moment and opportunity of your life. And you won't realize it now, but you will realize that, that in two months, six months, two years, that, that really the biggest change happens when you're most distraught. You know, I, I would have never done this when I was comfortable and the relationship was okay. The money in the business was, it was all right. It was, I was driving an okay car. It was, it was comfortable and it was safe and it was moderate, but it was only in the worst time that I made the best and the biggest decision. And now my life is so much more fulfilled, you know, and, and I'm sure you interview other guys like this and girls who it's only in the worst moment of their life that suddenly they do the most epic thing and their life changes so much for the better. So, that's what I try and say to people is, look, it's, yeah, it's, it's rubbish at the moment, but look for the opportunity and make sure you're ready to go for it. When, whenever it comes, whether that's a new love, a new passion, a new job opportunity, whatever it is, go for it, you know? I, I completely agree. And I think there's a lot of these things happen as well. You know, tragically, when people get ill, you know, somebody, you get a horrible call from the doctor saying, ah, and it's like, shit. I need to, I've yeah. got to go and do all these things I wanted to do. And suddenly you're given a timeline or something and those things don't become achievable. Um, and so, you know, I think the admiration and, and your following is extraordinary already. And you really, you're at the beginning of it, aren't you? So, um, but I think why is people are living vicariously through you because, oh, I'd love to do that. Oh my God, that's my dream. Yeah. Oh. And it's sure. so sad to hear that sometimes because people, their dream doesn't, it's not a priority in their life anymore. You know, over th things take <sighs> over, you know, and, and I get that. And I really do understand that with business and money and wives and kids and all sorts of bits and pieces, you know, yeah. that stuff, you know, well, the least, I haven't got time to think about me, but if the machine breaks down, it all breaks down. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you said, sure. you didn't have time for rugby and that was the one thing that kept you sane. It, it, yeah. another analogy is a, a friend of mine in um, Scotland who's a mountain guide just a really great guy and he said imagine a band in front of you and everything within that band are the things that bring you joy whether it be rugby mountain biking motorbikes um, running whatever yeah. happens to be your gig cooking um, but if you spend too much time out of that band whether higher or lower you know stress work money you know etc etc then your joy is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and when that the, the balance is that skewed you're always up here yeah. or always down here there's no time for this bit and that's when i think yeah. potentially the the sadness the depression the you know anxiety all those things start to override your life and and um, <laughs> but you know i'm not surprised dreams become so squished you know because they aren't yeah. they don't become the priority yeah, yeah, so and I, I think I get messages from so many people like that. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a shame, and it's it, but it's also good that to, to motivate and to encourage, and you know, I've met, I, I for example, I, I dated a girl for a couple of months, six months ago, when I really wasn't ready for a relationship, and you know, she was a bit depressed when I met her, and she really, really happy girl, but but underlyingly depressed, and it was it was because she was she was trapped in a in a good safe job. You know, and she just felt unfulfilled. And But I said to her, well, you've got a really good job. You live in a really nice area. You've got lots of money, you know, did it. But I'm not fulfilled. And then it was it was only after the relationship sort of came to an end. She messaged me only two months ago and said, 
do you know what? You've really helped change my life. I've taken a leaf out of your book. I've, I've quit my job and I've just found a, a job on a, on a sailing boat and I'm now sailing around the world. Oh, and I'm like, yes, amazing. you know, like fantastic. And it's like, I love that, like being able to just in, inspire people. You know, I'm not, you know, people label me and what I'm doing as an influencer. I'm not influencing, you know, that's not, but if I can inspire just a couple of people or just help a couple of people, then yeah, awesome. You know? I agree. And I think it's one of those things where, you know, I remember when I was having a tough time, you know, the hardest thing, the hardest thing was actually making the decision. Once you've made the decision, one door closes and another one opens. And when that door opens, so does a minefield or, or a, a plethora, should I say, of opportunity. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sure when you started, you were scratching your head thinking, holy shit, I've got this truck, I've got to build it, I've got to do this, I've got a plan, I've got to... And it's all sort of, you know, where's this sitting, you know, on on Bobby, right? And, you know, oh God. And then suddenly, well, I'm going to start videoing it maybe. And then suddenly, you know, this thing starts to snowball and and the dream is realized do you know all the you know the beginnings of the dream are realized yeah exactly yeah but a, a big i really like matthew mcconaughey and i really yeah, like how he's, he's great isn't he a really successful good guy but underlyingly he's quite philosophical and mm. I, I i loved his book out there green light yes and it's, you know it's it's it talks about some things that you actually perceive in a, in a negative way actually is a is a green light to a certain degree and I think that's where the back book sort of comes from but he's got a great saying that actually came from his his father and it's it was when he was he was at law school he was, he was at somewhere and he said do you know what I'm just going to quit it and I'm going to go and do I'm going to try to be an actor or whatever and his dad sort of said well if you're going to do it don't half ass it Yeah. and I swear by that saying don't half ass it whatever you do when, when you find that moment like you were talking about then that opportunity arises you have to go 110%. Don't doubt anything. Don't listen to the doubters. Throw everything and the kitchen sink at it. You know, when I, when I bought this truck, it was like middle of May and I, it took me less than three months. It took me about six weeks of work to convert it to, to as it is now to get off. And everyone's like, wow, that's amazing, really quick. No, because I knew what was on the other side of it was amazing. So you, it was never hard work. Not a moment of it was hard work. It was just passion so whatever anybody finds go for it as hard as you can you know i mean could you i mean if you put yourself i don't know 12 months ago could you imagine you know if i took a picture now and showed you the picture you sitting in the <laughs> mountains in in southern france and go look that's going to be you you're probably scratching your head thinking what the hell Are you mad Jeez. yeah well yeah i mean it's yeah <laughs> yeah just thinking like that you know just sitting back to the, thinking back to the, um, you know, the nights where I came in and I couldn't, I couldn't get the heating up hot enough off the generator, and I was eating like a bowl of soup, and I seen I seen my breath, and that was just before I was good, and I was thinking, oh, this is so pants, and um, yeah, so to be sat here now, having just had the best two weeks, and I've literally only just got going. Crazy, and, and- crazy. A lot of people might say, you know, a sabbatical or whatever you want to call it, but you know, a buzz around Europe's pretty epic. But you yeah. know, Europe oh, was yeah. just, uh, you know, really, it's the starting block, isn't it? I mean, you're 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 going yeah above and beyond. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, but realistically, though, what I've probably not mentioned is that this trip was meant to be a bit of a break for me. 
And when I came up with the idea, the idea was actually, I've just had a miserable 18 months. And this was, you know, a year or so ago. I've just, I've just lost a relationship. I fought really hard for it. The business is really trying. I've lost the rugby. I've lost my purpose. I need, I need a bit of a break. And actually, this was just going to be a trip to find my purpose and to find actually what was next for me. But in doing so, it has now become my purpose, if you know what I mean. So, the, the, yeah, the, tri the trip is my purpose. And, and the goal is not, you know, people are saying, oh, when you get to Australia, when, 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 and I'm saying to them, whoa, 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 whoa. Australia is not the be all and end all of this. Yes, I will get to Australia at some point. But for me, it's, it's the journey mm. along the way. It's the journey of myself. It's the journey of meeting people, exploring beautiful places, overcoming issues like that that's what this is about not just a drive to australia you know and do you think this was always in you i mean you know because i i sort of grew up in the outdoors and it's i've always had a wild hair up my ass you know i just want to you know when i'm out i'm happiest when i'm you know climbing a piece of rock or hoofing it up a hill somewhere and and uh, you know i i just didn't know when i was a kid that it was a real job but so you know you get a proper job if you like but do you <laughs> yeah. think there was signs of this in you because obviously this is not this is a big deal you know it's um for and it, it is a dream and for some people probably just utopia do you know what i mean just the freedom the the you know the emotional yeah. release etc yeah um yes i have always been outdoorsy and, and whatever um i, I did always joke and say if, if anything happened to me and Lucy or, or Lucy herself or whatever I joined the military because I, I like almost the, the military the, 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 the dream of the military world which is you know you get to travel and work in amazing mm -hmm. places and, and I'd always joked about that um, and I guess that's not it's not quite right in this moment for me but this is as near-ish to that as it sort of gets maybe but, but it's all subconscious you know I never this is, I never, I never wrote it down to say this is the plan. If something goes wrong, or you know, now, I've, now I've broken up, the action plan is this. It all manifested itself mm. around me. But you know, I don't, you don't have to drive to Australia. You know, I'm having an amazing time. I'm in France, mm. and my warm up trip was in warm up trip was in France, and you know, I've met a beautiful French girl. <laughs> you know, so like just going to France is amazing. You know, you don't if you're not comfortable, we're going to the other side of the world. Don't you know? doesn't have to be you know there's a me epic places around europe for sure so. yeah and i, I yeah I've, I've just seen some of your posts and just you know what i've experienced traveling around the world and adventuring and stuff is is so much of it is about culture and the people you meet like you had a great night the other night i saw that you just met some locals and you know started to end up hoofing up some red wine and you know probably talking a load of here there and everywhere and, and and you just woke up scratching your head and just thinking i might be hung over but what an epic night you know and you just it but it's the simple yeah. things right there was nothing fancy about yeah. that at all it couldn't have been more basic yet amazing for sure yeah but i i found a complete complete shift in my mentality when it comes to doing this, which you could perceive as a holiday, but because I've sort of labeled it as traveling and I want to meet people and explore, I'm so much more open and willing to go and initiate the first conversation or the first chat. You know, for, for example, I was, I was traveling in the Ardèche three days ago and I pulled in a bit of a viewpoint and there was a 
beautiful young girl sat there and she was just having a beer with, with like a biking helmet and stuff like that. And I, I walked to the viewpoint and I said, yeah, normally the shy Bobby Bolton who maybe had a girl in the car, like the truck waiting for me or whatever, would have just looked at the view, taken a picture and, and like disappeared. And I thought, and I, I can remember th- saying to myself, hold on a minute, just go and say hello. You, you don't, you don't know. You, and anyway, so I turned to her saying, you know, do you speak English and French? And she said, oh yeah, I do. And we had the best four hours. You know, we had a, we shared a beer. Then I said, oh, well, look, I'm here in the truck. I've got some food. Do you fancy? And then we shared some food and we had a conversation and ended up drinking wine. And it was fantastic, you know, and I, I don't want a relationship with this woman. I'm not, I'm not, there was none of that, but it was a fantastic four hours of meeting somebody that was polar opposite to I'm she was really philosophical she was only 26 and she'd given up a job and she just rode on a motorbike around the country and she was trying to do a documentary with a, a somebody who lived in Alaska and you know some of the things she said I'll remember for the rest of my life and yeah but I think it takes that mentality to say I'm here I'm, I'm really open to all this that to open those doors you know so you don't think you were like that before you took off you know you were maybe oh Christ Really? No, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm quite a solitary kind of guy. I mean, my social media, and whatever, might say opposite, but I am, I am really introverted, and I prefer my own space, and I'm, I tend to be more shy than I do open. So, it, it's taken being on my own to, to then go. Do you know what? You've got nothing to lose here by having a conversation, but also the the truck. And the social media thing has given me a lot of confidence because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing a lot of people that I'm doing something that a lot of people want to know about and do. So, you know, keep, keep going and it's no wall of it. So. I was going to ask you about that because obviously it's a big undertaking what you're doing, but also taking it, you know, taking on this adventure, if you like, on your own. You know, you're thinking, you know, because sometimes I sort of struggle in my own company. It's just like, oh, mate, oh, it'd be nice to, you know, and I'll do a road trip out to, you know, the Alps or wherever or a climbing trip. And, you know, a lot of the time I'll do these trips on my own. Um, but once you're in it, it's like, oh. And somebody asked me the other day, um, what's the best trip you've ever done? And, you know, I don't want to sound conceited or anything, but, you know, I've, I've travelled a lot with my work and stuff and the Arctic and all that sort of stuff. And it, you know, and I said, well, do you know what? It was a trip I did around the UK on my motorbike. You know, I had this adventure bike and, and they were like, really? The UK, but why? And I said, it was the first time in my life where no one was expecting me and I didn't have to be anywhere. So it felt really like incredibly freeing. So all these other trips I've been on, there was I, it was either work or I was there for a reason or something, you know, it was a, a quest or whatever it happened to be. But this was just sort of throw it up in the air and, you know, just go where you feel like. You know, I'd, I'd ride along and then I'd see a side road going to the bottom of a mountain or whatever up in Wales. And I was like, huh, what if, yeah, screw it, I'll just go down there. And I've seen that a couple of times with you, actually. You you know, you're, you're bubbling up this road, taking out a few trees and you know, just get there and you're like, yeah. oh my God, look at this spot. That's it, I'm in here. Yeah. And um, that feeling of, of being intrepid again, having a little bit of adversity and never really sure where you're going to spend the night, you know. It's the best, uh, it, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Wh- why would you say it's the best? Because it's so polar opposite to norm. 
the norm, you have to set your alarm and then you have to be at work for a certain time. And then in the breaks you have, which is the holiday, we, we've only got a week. So we have to go to this place and we have a tour and we've got to get a flight home. So you're constantly on the clock. I don't think, you know, even when I've had like breaks before in a camper van, I've still gone, oh, well, we've only got a couple of weeks. Hmm. Well, let's, let's, let's check this and let's do that. And let's, do, you know, and yet the best moments I'm finding at the moment are just turn up to somewhere like here and I'll probably maybe go climb that afterwards, maybe for sunset. Yeah. I don't know, but like they keep turning out to be the, the best moments. Oh my God. You know? And I, yeah. I, I met somebody who, um, I was, I was on the top of a French col in the warm-up trip and this old guy who was about 80 years old came past me with a big backpack on and big smile on his face and he came over to me and he said, um, oh, what's the truck? It looks amazing. Can you tell me? And he was like a, an 80-year-old guy who had just started walking in the mountains and he said, um, he said, oh, you have to keep me updated on this. It sounds amazing. You know, you don't meet many people doing this. Here's my email. You've got you've to email me. So it's him and he, him and my grandma the only two people i send like a personalized email to with about four pictures and a bit of a monthly update and in the first response to me he, he said to me um you know congratulations on actually pulling this off and actually getting on the way and he said something like um breathe deeply the air of freedom and it's like wise words jeez oh, yeah it's it's not philosophical but really apt and i don't think you're ever truly free I don't, I don't think you ever are, but I'm as damn close as you're going to get at the moment. And it feels bloody good. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. And I, do you know what, what the thread that runs through everything that we're doing is joy through the power of the outdoors, right? So you're sitting on top of your yeah. truck with this incredible view behind you. And the thing that immediately made me go, Oh God, yes. Like the thought of you hoofing up the back of that hill there, sitting at the top, watching the sun go down with a glass of rosé or whatever, a beer, and just and do you know what's really beautiful about it? It will probably be so silent, right? So incredible, yeah. and that is, you know, as they say, close to godliness, if you like. And and I just did a trip yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago. I was out in Chamonix, and um, and I went uh, up Mont Blanc, and about halfway, then I peeled off and hid. You know, shouldn't probably have been there, but um, I was, you know, hid off in in between a bunch of rocks and put the tent up. And it just blew my mind. It was so beautiful. It was just yep. the enormity of how much, how big these mountains were and how insignificant I was and that there was just literally no sound and no reception. It's, def the, it's deafening. Oh. Yeah, but you, you, you do rarely get that. Even even in the stuff I'm doing, the, the, you know, there's, there's like a river by me here. So to get the deathly silences... Is almost magical, yeah. But I think it's like our duty as people who go outdoors to to share and spread the world, the word, and demonstrate how easy this is to do mm. and how rewarding it is. You know, because I, I, I met I've met a French girl; she's really nice, and we're asking a few questions about each other. And she said, "You know, have you ever smoked? Have you ever done a drug?" And I said, "Why? Why do I need a drug? This yeah. is way better than any drug I could ever ever imagine." And and it is, it's, it's addictive, you know, watching these sunsets sat on the top here, you know, getting up there or paddleboarding down there. It's so rewarding and it's free. <laughs> this is all, this is all free. You don't pay for it, you know, and I've had far better barbecues on the side of this or, you know, sandwiches up a mountain somewhere 
way better than, than any Michelin star restaurant I could ever, you know, be at because it's 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 the whole experience, you know. So it's so anyway. hard to explain that as well when I, you know, um, I explain to sort of some people down the pub or whatever you know you try and explain the things that you do and a lot of people i'm sure you've had a bit of this as well god you're just a nutter mate what, what are you doing you know what if it goes wrong or and we're very good at catastrophizing in a model modern world aren't we like oh god what if that and but everybody's yeah, afraid yeah. of what you don't understand but actually yeah. leaning into what you don't understand and taking a risk i'm not talking about necessarily jumping off a mountain but doing something that scares you every day just makes you feel alive i mean you, you can see it in your eyes man you, there's something going on in there that yeah. is just there is yeah. and i i would really and what i really look forward to is you know in 12 months or whatever it happens to be is to to tap into you again and and just i bet you're 10 times taller and 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 the eyes are just matthew i've got so many oh. stories that you wouldn't even have, you know oh, yeah. why do you think it is that it feels so good because that's I try and articulate it, but I don't even I can't even really articulate it. So I'm curious if you had an insight on that. That's a great question, you know, and I really don't have the answer for that. But the only way I the the, mo the most enjoyment I get out of it, and when it's most pure, is because it's on my own terms, and I create that moment for me or whoever I'm with. For example, I, I'm not paying for it. I'm not a tourist. I'm not going on this, that, the other. I, you know. I, I create my own moments and in those moments is the purity and where I get the most joy out of it. You know, when I, when I pull up here and I go, do you know what? There's something down there. I might go and it might be fantastic. And I might fish this afternoon, maybe as opposed to going up there and I might catch a fish and then bring my fish and like, because it's there's something I've done and I've achieved and it's just me facilitating it in a beautiful part of the world. It, it, it brings a lot to me. You know what I mean? Whereas, Anything in, in norm, reality normal, you, you go into a pub and you're paying for a meal or you're going to play rugby that everyone else is doing or you're going to go up Snowden in a, in a group tour or something, you know, the, the, the proper outdoors. And I think where you get the most out of it is where you're going and you're even just sleeping on a hill for the first time on your own in your mum's back garden. <laughs> you know, like that that's something that will bring somebody so much joy to do. So I think, yeah, just doing the outdoors on your own terms. It doesn't have to be climbing Everest. It can just be that little piece that's so good. Perhaps, I, I think that's a, a question you can't answer. It's a million-dollar question, isn't it? Because I, I, I um, was writing something the other day, and I think, you know, I said, happiness is the most elusive commodity on Earth, right? And we're, we're always told in a, in a modern world that we'll be happy tomorrow, Right. We're happy when we've got more money, happy when we've got a better house, happy when we've got a better wife or um, boyfriend, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. But if if you're not happy now, none of that stuff is going to is going to complete you. It, you'll just go in a big circle because nothing stays shiny for long, you know, and, yeah, absolutely. and you, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got to find your balance point. And where I've found that is in nature for me. And I think I try and articulate that to people. Um, and it, it, like you said brilliantly, is it's not about suffering. It far, you're far from it. You don't have the kit available now. Nobody really needs to suffer. But being yeah. out of your comfort zone is a good thing, you know, because unless you're in on an African plain where there might be a tasty lion that might want to nibble, 
generally where we are yeah. in the western world Gen, yeah. we're you know there's not too much out there that's going to get you and apart from maybe a tasty mosquito or something like that but it's just <laughs> so rewarding and and I, I, I you know it it's tangible but you can't articulate it if you like it's like yeah and, and it's like you yeah, said i love I to so. see you scratching your head there sort of like I, what yeah, why do I enjoy this so much? I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's that's a great question. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's so pure, and I think you've got to make sure you. you and I say this to a few people: make sure you're chasing the right goals. Mm. I, I wasn't. I was chasing the money. I was chasing the luxury car, the nice house that I could perhaps build. I, I was chasing that, and yes, okay, that was bringing me joy, which is short term, but underlyingly it was not happy it was not fulfillment it was not happiness whereas now i've got nowhere near the amount of money i've got you know i'm really i've got no plan i'm may, am i being a bit reckless because i'm not thinking about my job or retirement fund or yeah perhaps but boy am i happy jeez like i i i, I there's, there's no way in my life this can get any better i, I know it you know and i'm i always describe you know, what you go through is a bit of a wave and life's a wave. You know, you go for good bits and you'll get married and yeah, you'll struggle a little bit in the morning and you maybe come up again. And, you know, I, I really was a really, there's not much further to go for rock bottom. Mm. And now I'm, I'm on this wave and I, I can't quite work out. I'm at the crest. Have I passed the crest or am I, is it still going up? But all I know is, you know, th- this will not last forever. You know, the, but the memory trip, the, oh yeah absolutely but i'm but i'm enjoying the moment mm. right now you know like this is so good you know share, sharing this with yourselves driving up here being somewhere beautiful you know contemplating bringing somebody on the trip you know like wow geez it's, it's unbelievable i'm so grateful it's interesting you say that as well because you, you know you're saying you're about as low as you can go i've got a friend of mine and uh she's had a tough time and 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 uh, you know on the surface they have everything right nice house nice car nice holidays nice everything kids in good schools whatever it happens to be but she says you know my happiest time was when i was traveling you know and and you know when nothing mattered you know when going across australia wherever it happened to be she was like you know i it goes back to what i was saying about the uk when when nothing mattered you know you've got 100 bucks in your pocket so in that, with that hundred bucks, I know if I'm in a car, I can put a bit of fuel in. With that hundred bucks, I know I can eat, and chances are I can find somewhere to sleep easily within that hundred bucks. Easily, and I probably have fifty bucks to spare. Right, let's go and have some fun. Right, you got the bases covered: sleep, bit of food, transportation. You know, happy days. And I, I think we, in a modern world, we've become almost a bit sanitized right because and and ironically the lead up to what you're doing obviously was there was complexities of course but um what you're enjoying now ultimately is incredibly simple and i think for people that are really in a tricky spot and why you know when i've been there you've been there and so many people there have been there or are there at the moment i think you know it's almost a bit like, without putting, you know, making it, glamorizing it too much, but it's almost like a bit of a project of hope. You sharing this story 
and you know like I was you know you were broken and you needed something else and you didn't really know what it was but this, this hopefully was going to be it and it you know from it, it just seems you're going from strength to strength and you know the journey is, yeah. is building day on day yeah definitely yeah and I think you, you touched on something there that really resonates with me and I, it resonates with me hope is the single greatest motivator and it's so powerful that you can't I don't think we use it enough you know for me as soon as I had hope that I was going to get this truck and hope that I'm going to make Australian hope I am unstoppable there's nothing that can honestly nothing that can you could break both my legs today I've got hope that I can sort it out and I, I crack on or you know or hope that up there is going to be beautiful tonight or hope I'm going to catch a fish is is beautiful so and that's where I really struggled when I was at my lowest is I had no hope because I had no hope of the relationship being salvaged. I had no hope of, you know, the, the company really reigniting its fire within me. And, and I had no hope that I wanted to continue playing rugby. So I'd, I'd lost my hope and therefore my drive and my purpose. But, you know, as soon as I gave, as soon as I gave myself hope, I gave myself that we're going to Australia. <laughs> game, game changing overnight, you know, and that's, yeah, that's what I love about hope. I mean, I think absolutely you're right because hope is also it's something to work towards. And I think a lot of people, and I've heard it so many times in these podcasts from people that are having a tricky time, and some people that necessarily aren't vocalising that they're having a tricky time, the number, probably one of the biggest things I hear is loss of purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. They sure. hate their job, their, their marriage or their relationship might be a bit tricky, um, you know, I'm not doing any of the things I love anymore. I, I get up every day and why? For what? To, to bust my head and work in a job that, you know, gives me no satisfaction, um, et cetera, et cetera. But if there is hope, if, I mean, I think I, I said this to my kids once, you know, that were struggling, one of them was struggling in school. And I just said, you know, it might be gray. We have gray days, right? But above those clouds, it's always blue, always. So you know, you, yeah, some, good, sometimes you just gotta you just gotta keep looking, keep looking, and it might only be a little bit of blue, but run towards it, run towards it, right? Yeah. Because it it will get better. Um, and I, when you know, when I mean, like for me, when I got really low, I think it it wasn't just one thing. It was a culmination of things that take you to tipping point, doesn't it? And like you, I, I thought that was brilliant what you were saying as well, that in your darkest hour, is chances are that's going to be your finest hour. Because, you know, as long as, you know, nothing desperate happens at that point, if you can just get over the hump, there's something really exciting because it forces change, doesn't it? Sure. Otherwise, we don't want to move. That that's it yeah and, and I'm I'm. you have to have the bad days to enjoy the good you know and I say this all the time like I've been to Saint-Tropez a couple of times in the in the bay there and the most miserable people I've seen are the people that get off the the super yacht yeah. and they've got a face like no a slap house and they're yeah. walking around thinking, no smile and I'm thinking my god if like if that was me I'd have the biggest smile on my face I'd be inviting as many people around <laughs> as I can and sharing that with so many people yeah. I would why you know? wouldn't you and that's yeah yeah, why would exactly? You know what I mean. So, you have to have the bad days to enjoy the good. If it's all good, what do you know? What's good? What do you know? What's bad? Yeah. You know. But 
like you know, like going back to that point, yeah, I knew, I knew the time, the rough time that I was going through would pass eventually. I, I knew it would, one way or another, for the good, for the bad, for the indifferent, it would pass and the, the, it would move on. And I knew that because I'd struggled so much, the guy that I was going to be after this was going to be a much better bloke. And I am, and he is, you know. So I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I am, you know, and I, I, I'm glad I had my heart broken because I also know I've learned so many lessons mm. and I'm going to be such a better bloke because of that in my next relationship. So, I mean, yeah, you touched on this earlier as well, you know, it's sort of because obviously this is a journey for you primarily. You know, this is um, a journey of discovery to refine yourself, your purpose, and and the new you, if you like. Um, but you decided to share it with others, and and you know, I'm for one that says thank you um, because when I'm not exploring, it's lovely to watch other people doing it. Because then when I'm not, I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, look, actually, I'm going to go there. Um, and you know, so why did you decide to share? And and are you surprised? the uptake because it's insane isn't it i mean it's gone bonkers Christ, it is gone i've got something like a hundred thousand followers in like about four six weeks wow. and and yeah it was, it was crazy i think it was the it was the declaration that i was going to australia and i was selling everything i was making this commitment and um yeah it just it just really snowballed from, from that moment and what i love looking back now is the, the comments around those videos um, from the moment really not 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 the not the sort of background of the warm up material as such it was it was from the moment of right I'm going to Australia and then I declare the route on a different video and the amount of haters on there and doubters and you'll never do this you can't do that you never and yet now suddenly because I've pulled the truck off yeah. I'm actually on the way the the narrative oh my god is polar 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 opposite you know oh, and I, I look back la laughing at all those people that say oh you know me oh you don't know what you're doing you can't do that you can't take this it's too big too much money you can't you don't know what you're doing you like and yet here i am i've, I've you know and you, you just gotta roll with stuff like that but it's I, I love i love that part of it you know so and then yeah, it's the drama yeah exactly <laughs> it's a bit of a drama but rather than drama it's adventure isn't it <laughs> Because you don't know, you're not, you know, no, nobody's going to be all things to all people. Oh. And, um, but the journey started, but you know, you're documenting it, which is great. But, but do you think, do you, do you have any sort of ideas or thoughts behind why it's got so big? Because now it's almost 200,000, right? Or close or, or almost, or are you there? I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. Any day, a bit 200,000. And, and again, I've got, tiktok that's exploding at like ninety thousand something like that so it's 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 loads and i think i think there's probably a few things that i accidentally have touched upon so first of all it's being just humble and genuine you know there's nothing fake about me there's no influence and nonsense going on you know it's really genuine i think there's like a genuine story behind it you know this is not you know i've made a million quid i bought this really expensive truck and now i'm traveling around the world you know, it's come from heartbreak. I've built the truck myself and now I'm going off in it. Um, and I think it's like you were saying before, people, people are living vicariously through it because I've actually bit the bullet and I've done what, Christ, I don't know what percent it will be, but if you could ask, you know, a hundred people on the street, how many people would say, oh, I'd love to just quit my job, sell everything, build a campfire and drive around the world. You know, I bet it'd be a pretty high proportion. So I think that's perhaps why 
it's doing so well because it's capturing the dreams of so many people. Mm. Um, you know, and also the, the other thing is I'm keeping it lighthearted. There's a lot of people that travel and document stuff like this, but they're, oh, you know, we're going to here and I've just had a really nice meal and tomorrow we're going, you know, that's not what it's about for me. Mm. You know, I'm taking the mick out myself and all the issues that go on. I'm breaking this and crashing into that and this is broken and I've lost lost my washing in the wind last night. And, <laughs> yeah, you I know saw what? That. Who cares? Yeah. You know, who cares? It's all... It's part of the story, yeah. you know, and that's that's what I said. To, I've said that to my parents. I said, I said, look, yeah, for the first like few months, we're pretty safe in Western Europe, but from there, then on, yeah, it gets dodgy. And but I said to them, like, look, I just want you to understand, I am completely fulfilled in my life now. So whatever happens, I want you to know it's part of my life story, mm. and no matter what happens, whether I get seriously injured or worse or whatever, just know I've got a big smile on my face. And I'm completely accepting of the situation that if this is the story. So who knows what's going to play out, but I, I love it. I, I, it's fantastic. But, yeah. but I love that as well, that it's like, who knows? But even you wouldn't want to know because that's part of the adventure. If I knew no. what was going to happen, there goes the dream, right? So, um, I mean, exactly. you're talking about, you know, potential hiccups and things like that. And these do happen on adventures. But I found on my travels that, um, 99 probably 0.9% of people that I've ever met have been absolutely lovely or you've caught them maybe on a bad day but you know generally people want to help generally people are intrigued and, and fascinated by it but are there things that you know you, you've experienced to now or what you're looking for into the future into the stands where it might get a bit remote a bit you know the drama will sort of escalate a bit are there things that are making you scratch your head thinking hmm you know that does make me a bit nervous or i'm a bit or is it more curiosity i'd I'd love to know yes to it yes to it all you know there's so many things to look forward to um the i i'm accepting of a few situations i'm accepting the truck will break down and I'm, I've got my head around that and I'll deal with that and it will get fixed and we will continue, point blank. Um, I'm also accepting that somebody's probably going to try and take this truck off me at some point, whether I'm in it or not in it, I suspect that's going to happen. And again, I'm accepting of that situation. I've done as much preparation as I can physically and mentally, so that will be what it'll be. The one the one thing that does scare me and, and annoy me in advance is is things that are outside of my control that will not permit this travel for stupid reasons. And I say that with, uh, it sounds almost immature in the way I describe that. But like, for example, Azerbaijan, they've cl- they've shut the borders now because they're having a, a war, they're kicking off with Armenia. And that that was my route. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, why? You know what I mean? And and, and there'll, be, there'll be points around along the trip that I might get to that situation, we get denied to, visa or we get stuck or the dog has a problem or and it's like ah oh, you know i'm just trying to do something nice here for for me and for loads of other people and it's it's the for me it's the it's the government input or trying to fight a bigger beast than i'm capable of fighting you know if it's look if it's just a couple of blokes turn up here with baseball bats ah, fine you know i'm sure it's not it's not a big issue it's not a major issue blah blah it'll get dealt with but you know if I can't get through the borders and they're just saying absolutely not and that's the, that's terminal to the trip that's what worries me yeah that's the genuine thing well there's a will there's a way generally isn't there and I think you know yeah. challenges are, are put there to sort of 
you know and a lot of the time when i've been on adventures and expeditions and they haven't gone to plan that's when the real adventure starts you know because you're like huh didn't think about that or that wasn't supposed to happen so you think well shit what do we do now do we have enough food where are we going to stay there's generally the two things you're thinking about right where are we going to sleep can we eat right if we've got those two covered then we can plan um so you know i think the complexities you'll probably experience will only add to the journey which is again exciting right yeah and and the other thing is I, i don't if I don't have a time frame, I can never be late. And if I don't have a proper plan, <laughs> yeah. it can never go wrong. You know, so they're, they're the two things I'm, I'm living by at the moment that what, you know, I've, ju- I've just come up this road. It's beautiful. It's really nice here, but I've just reached a, a, a bridge or, or whatever. I can't go past. Well, I'm fine. I'm in no rush. There's no real plan. Okay. I've got to go back by a couple of miles. Mm. So what, you know, and the same for the borders and, you know, taking a dog across the world is going to be so much headache. And at some point, I'm going to reach somewhere and they say, no, no, you can't come through because you're not the, well, fine, I'll turn back around, I'll go deal with the paperwork or whatever it is. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I think that's why selling everything and committing my life to this as a purpose allows me that flexibility. You know, if I didn't have that, that it put pressure on me. If there's a time frame and a schedule to go to, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have this laissez-faire attitude that I do, really. So I think that, yeah, that goes back to, like I was saying, a micro trip around the UK just on the bike where, you know, for a couple of weeks, it, there was no, no one was expecting me. There was no plan. So what can go wrong? Nothing, really. You know, exactly. Because it's all part of the adventure. Exactly. You know, and look, there's a, there's a big risk I don't make Australia. There's a massive risk. But, okay, I, you know, I've already thought of contingency plans. Well, Okay, if I can't go through Azerbaijan, there's Iran, there's Russia. Okay, if that's not working, then maybe I come all the way back round, down to Morocco, North North Africa, mm. to Saudi Arabia, then across to Pakistan. All right, if that doesn't work, then maybe do I go to Australia, not east, but west? So I go across, down through America. You know, yeah, you know, this is, this is what it's about, yeah. Love every minute of it. Absolutely. I mean, as well, sort of thinking, I think I'm sure a lot of people will be thinking this as well, is... Um, moments of reflection and and things like I mean I know the journey's early days but you know obviously you're spending probably a considerable amount of time on your own I mean you've got the the woof which is just joyous um, but do you do you, do you sit, ever sit there sometimes some nights and go hmm on my own yeah um, I, I wouldn't say I'm at that point yet you know I haven't ever gone. I haven't ever sat up. I sat up here watching the sunset and gone, oh, I'm a bit lonely. Oh, this is a bit rubbish. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've not got to that point yet, but I have always considered to say, oh, it'd be nice to share this moment with somebody. And you know, I, I I've bumped into a French girl. I I was walking up. I went to the top of a mountain. There's a bit of a rock, a bit of an outcrop. Looking over the Bay of Saint Tropez, and there's a bit of a rustle, and this beautiful french girl turned up she had a dog she was in running kit and she just kind of trailed around up to the top of this mountain and uh you know i said oh christ i said oh come on bobby be brave don't be the old bobby be the new but go and say hello so i said hello to this girl I said oh you know explain the history why i'm here why the truck anyway she 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 sort of cast me off walked, walked away i ran away but she took the took a picture of the truck and the instagram and did message me a few hours later to say oh wow this does look actually cool and in a mo- another moment of confidence, I said, well, look, I'm heading to the beach, like sort of that way. Do you fancy going tomorrow? And 
she did actually say yes, which is amazing. Anyway, one really good day later with, you know, a couple of dogs running around and us running down the beach and whatever. We then spent a really nice night around the truck, sleeping on the stars, a bit of wine. And it was really nice to share a really special evening with somebody. You know, we were sleeping on the stars for the first time in the truck. We watched sun. We watched the sunset and the sunrise. And yeah. you couldn't so, plan it. Uh, there's no right answer. You couldn't, no, uh, Christ, no, you couldn't plan, you couldn't write yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, there's, again, a bit of a junction and goes back to the question you just asked is, is, is travel meant to be a solo trip to find yourself or is it open to meeting other people and to sharing their experiences? Is that a richer experience? You know, I don't think there's really not a right answer to this mm. or that question, you know, so let the story unfold. Uh, and th- that's the key, isn't it? <laughs> let it just play out because I think, you know, if somebody's supposed to be there, they're supposed to be there, right? And if they're not, then, you know, it's moving onwards and upwards. Um, and uh, you're 100% right. I mean, beyond... Oh, where's after France? What's Where are you heading to after this? There is a loose plan. Um, so I'm heading sort of, sort of north now to clip the bottom of the Alps to then head east into what will be Western Italy, Northwestern Italy. Uh, and then I'm going to clip the top of it. Uh, I've got a mate that is going to meet me in either Milan or Venice. And then we're going to head up to the Dolomites nice. and do some Via Ferrata around there nice. because it's the law. And um, that's that's the loose plan, but hopefully going to make it into the bottom east or southeast of Switzerland, Austria, and then once Max is gone, then into Slovenia um, and then down Croatia. But, you know, I have these big blobs of a plan, but no real plan within mm. it because I think that spoils the authenticity of what I'm trying to do, which is immerse myself in this life of travel, oh, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is there something that you're most looking forward to or is it just... <laughs> um, for me, I'm a... I like to, this is, so it's not a, a road trip for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not driving each day and dr- for me, I'm, I'm really enjoying the, the adventures and the, the, the daily trips around it. So I paddleboarded the Ardèche, which was really fun. Mm. Paddleboarded the Gorges de Verdun. Um, I've got my surfboard here that I'm looking at. So I can't wait to surf Indonesia. I've got my skis and I've got ski touring kit with me. So I can't wait to ski touring wherever that'll be, be it probably Turkey or Georgia, maybe over winter. Amazing. That that's what I'm looking forward to is paddleboarding the Croatian coast. You know, there's there's islands out oh. there, so you can do overnight paddleboard trips in Croatia. So I'm looking forward to going to those areas and then saying, right, what activity can I do? You know, can I go via Ferrata? Can I go surfing? Can I go whatever? That's that's what I love. So and how long? I mean, I'm I'm putting the pressures on you now, really, or all, all the constraints. But do you think you have a timeline or whatever it happens to be? So, well, you've asked it slightly. You asked the question slightly different to how it's normally asked, which is how long do you think it'll take? Yeah. Um, and and the question to the answer to that question is, I think about a year and a half, yeah. two years perhaps. Um, but you know, you you asked it that do I have a time frame? No, there's no, no really no. Oh. You know, and I'm probably only going to do this once in my life. So why rush? You know, re- really, the only time frame I have on this is um, visas. Yeah, that's that's the only like my thing I have to keep my eye on. But apart from that, no. The, the longer I can, the longer I can do this. In my opinion, the better. Yeah, 
Touche, my friend. Absolutely. I mean, so if we go back to sort of, just to sort of top off on on why this all happened in the first place was because, you know, you got about as low as it could go. Um, and just a couple of things there, that, that, that absolute trigger point where you just thought something has to change. I don't care what it is, but I'm not, I can't, this is not right. This is not who I am. I'd love you to do yeah. that one. And then from where you sit today, if you looked back at the guy that was on his knees, what do you think the learnings have been? As in what's dropped away and what's sitting there today? Do you know what I mean? As in, you know, I'm looking at a guy that's bouncing off the walls, happy as a pig in Chinola and just can't wait for the next day just to do whatever it wants to do. Um, but the trigger point... And then where you are today, that the, the, you know, if you had to sort of, I like it like a dry whiteboard, you know, if you, or where you were at home and every all the other bits and pieces, somebody just got the, the Windex out, and, and there he is. There's the guy, the big guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So the trigger and where you are today. The trigger was, what I perceived at the time, everything in my life falling apart. That was the biggest trigger. That was the biggest trigger I'll ever have in my life is where wherever I looked in my life, it was falling apart. And I knew I knew deep down that a little change was not going to drag me out of the, the mindset I was in, you know, and really, you know, touching depression, perhaps. That's, and I, you know, I thought about a little job change or a little this and let, maybe go back up. No, 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 no. If you're in that lower moment, for me, you need to drag yourself out with, an epic change with a big ch- with a big wiping the slate the slate clean. That's that's what you have. To, in in my experience, that's what has worked for me, and that's what you have to do if you're in the really lowest in the moment. Um. Yeah, and then God, it was misery, and yeah, look how epic this is now. And if if I could now almost overlay life now looking back at the guy who was in that caravan, maybe in tears every now and then, and just in a really, I'd be clapping him on and jeer, come on, you can do it. Come on, keep going. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You don't know, but around the corner, you, you it's coming. Like, keep going, come on, you know, and I, and I, I then want to like shake my hand of the guy then that pulled this off and be like, good lad, you know, well done, mate. You, you got yourself out of that. Not just, not just, you know, you found another love or you found another job, you've smashed it, you've gone and you've aimed for the best life you can done. And, and sheer hard, this is not luck. You know, people keep saying, oh, you're really lucky. I'm not lucky. There's nothing, not one scrap of luck about this. This is hard work and bloody determination to pull it off. So, yeah, and look at it. You know, the sun's just coming out now. The water's looking a little bit more appealing off to my right down here. Oh. The dog's inside, itching to get going, you know. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. So the you know, guy so. that's there now, though, right? I love that. I loved I loved the fact, shake your hand, be your best friend, you know, say, you know, it's going to be all right. Not, there's not, it's not, actually, fuck that. It's not going to be all right. It's going to be absolutely amazing because you've now got another bite at the cherry, another chance at life. And when I went through a divorce and, and I said, you know, it wasn't the end, it was the beginning. 
you know, I left, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. My ex wasn't happy. And, and I believe we're both much happier now and I don't wish her any ill will, but not being in that situation now, I've got another chance of life. I get to do the things I dreamt of and the things I really wanted to do. So for me, I love that, what you said there. But if the guy that I'm looking at right now and everybody's watching this or listening to this, if he had to say where I am to where I was, I feel this and I don't know, is there any sort of clarity or or sort of like any sort of um, realisations, if you like? No pressure. (laughs) You know, there's a few like sound bites you can take that, that that really resonates with the story of where I've gone. So everything happens for a reason. You know? I had my heart broken, everything went caving down, everything happens for a reason. You know, um what will be will not pass you by. You know, so it was a bit of luck that I got hold of the truck and this and that the other and it was fortuitous that this and that the other and, and it was meant to be, so and then you know, I go back to the point and I, I, I wish I could have told myself or, or drummed it a little bit more that when you're in the worst part of your life, Bobby, you also are in the biggest opportunity of your life. You just don't know it because it, when you're in, when it's all happy and comfortable and whatever, yeah, you're just going to, you're on a bit of a, that's it. You're on the tram lines and you're not going off that. When it all comes caving in, you've got the best opportunity. And I, I didn't know that at the time, but yeah, and you know, again, the other one that I like is "Don't Half Don't Half Ass It" mm. from the Matthew McConaughey book. As soon as I got the truck, I went hell for leather for it, you know, and that's that was really really important to me. So, yeah, and very good timing that my DIY tripod sat on top of my roof rack and paddle boards and ladders is <laughs> starting to cave in. <laughs> well, don't disappear! Uh, like, part- don't disappear through the top of the there truck, my friend. That really freaked the dog out. <laughs> It's well, yeah, no, it's part of the story. You know what I mean? It's it's part of the story. It's it's so, gosh, it's so enlightening. I I feel sort of quite almost a bit emotional about it because I just feel it such sounds such like such a cliche, but you are living the dream. You are living your dream. You know, it may not be everybody's dream. Yeah, but, for sure, for sure. But it's yours. And, you know, there's 200,000 people out there that are living vicariously through you. And I think if you had to say one, you know, if you had to give one line to a guy that's just sort of sitting on his knees thinking, fuck, what do I do? So, so I said this, I said this, I met another French girl. (laughs) Here we go. I met another French girl and I said, you know, what's your dream? What, What is the dream? do you know what I'd love to work in a mountain refuge why not she said what I said why are you not doing it <laughs> why are you not oh because I'm doing this I'm coaching so hold on a minute you know, why are you not why are you, I don't I, my brain does not compute that mm. why are you not chasing the dream life is far too short you know the, the, the slogan for the truck is one life live it or one life truck it from the slogan of one yeah. life live it why why do you know, why are you not chasing dream? What is the best version of your life? Anything else doesn't matter. N- nothing. Money, n- nothing where you live, what people think. None of that matters. Why are you not chasing dream? I, I have. I, I, the dream was always to do something epic, travel in the, the truck, take the dog, drive to the far side of the world and experience all this. 
and I've I, I've dreamt it. I've realised it and I've bloody gone for it. And it, let me tell you, it's amazing. So for anyone that's out there, it's, oh, it's a bit rubbish, it works a bit naff or malicious a bit. Well, what's the dream? <laughs> what's, what is stopping you? Mm. Don't put an excuse, oh, well, this money and this and that. And, no, 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 no. Some of the happiest people I've met, even so far in the last like four weeks of travelling, are the poorest people I've ever met. Completely agree. They don't care, you know, because they, they, they'll deal with it. Sleeping somewhere, this doesn't matter and, Tra- you know, you will sort it out. Don't lock yourself in this mentality or I have to have a job. I have to have a house. I have to do... No, 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 no. What is a dream and go and chase that. And fine, if that is to run your own business and to have a nice, happy family, great. Mm. But go for it. Put put all your effort into that. If you, if your job dreams to be a professional athlete, fine, well, go for it. Don't don't settle for mediocre. Never, 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 never. Because that, that's what ki- that's what will kill you you know, early. And that's what will lead to depression and unfulfillment and unhappiness. Chase the dream. That's it. One life. Go and chase it. So I'm probably going to rename you, actually. Name this one Bobby the Guru. The guru. <laughs> You've got to be going two weeks for God's sake, man. You'll be the Dalai Lama by the end of it. Maybe I need a big white yeah, yeah, beard. Yeah, floating. You won't even be on the truck. You'll be floating no, above it. No. I've got, I've got like far too much energy and, uh, yeah, I've got far too much energy. You know, gurus and... Uh, you know, people like that are always really controlled and calm, and I'm far too like, come on, we're doing this, you yeah. know, let's go, right, let's climb that, let's go, let's swim. Well, maybe so there's your I'm space, the adventure guy. guru. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, who knows? Lastly, who knows? after all of these podcasts, I always say, um, do you have three tips that men could do that are free, easy to access, and rewarding? Because I think it's really important. You know, we've taken a lot of learnings from you and your experiences. Three little nuggets of goodness you've learned from. It doesn't matter whether you learned them as a child on the trip, just from experience in business, whatever it is. Three things that you thought are free, easy to access and rewarding that are great if you're struggling a bit. Do you know what I mean? So first one, and I think helped me, um, is... We live in a world of social media and the amount of content out there like this is fantastic. Absorb it all. You don't have to participate. You don't have to do anything about it. You don't have to share it. You don't have to just be a sponge and take it all in because, you know, there's moments out there that I was reading, you know, stuff of Matthew, Matthew Mahonahe and listening to gurus and talking about life. And I didn't action any of it, but it, it definitely sunk in you know and none of that none of that cost any money yeah he's also been um oh god another piece of advice i think i've really enjoyed listening and taking on board other people's experiences and lives and i still do and will forever do you know the the ah it's just beautiful listening to, to to different people you know i'm not talking of dave down the pub I'm talking of, you know, some guy you've met who's 80 years old and mm. you've helped him cross the road and he's told you a story about. So don't close yourself off to moments like that and, and absorb it. And then, you know, the other one that is cheap and free and an underlying message of, of this podcast is go outdoors, you know, go, go, go and, go and lose yourself in the wild. You know, people love the cold water therapy. It doesn't cost anything. People love watching sunsets from the top of that, it doesn't cost anything. 
you know, sleep under the stars doesn't cost anything, but boy, let me tell you, it's rewarding. And you know, there's a sliding scale. I, I'll get the most reward out of slogging it to the top, sweating my nuts off, making it all risky. And you know, you don't have to do that because somebody who's not used to doing that will have as much joy parking the car behind me, opening the boot and, and having a bottle of rose yeah. there, you know, just in nature. So it doesn't have to be absolutely epic what you do and the joy you get out of it. So uh, well, I think they're three mindful and beautiful things, mate. And I think I thank you so much for taking the time. I know you've got a crazy busy day ahead of you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, jam packed. Yeah, yeah. But I just, you know, it, it's uh, it's just inspirational to see you jump, you know, and do it which is, I think, what most people need. Like you said, watching the social media, getting enthusiastic, getting stimulated, and, and suddenly one day you go, yes, I'm going to do it. I've had enough. This is it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I'm in total admiration. I'll be watching for sure. I'm definitely going to tap into you in about six months. I want to see where you are, what you're up to, any words of wisdom, little nuggets. And, uh, yeah, I may even fly out or drive out and see wherever you are at some point. Who knows? <laughs> it may take a while. But... Yeah, awesome. Oh, listen, Bobby, yeah. thank you so much, <laughs> man. You keep enjoying that travel and, no and stay safe and uh, enjoy the ride. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited to say we have an amazing array of guests joining us over the series. So please subscribe if you enjoyed the podcast. And if you know anyone that may be struggling, please pay it forward and share this podcast with them. See you next time.